Hey everybody, and welcome to another special edition video cast from Adafruit. We're broadcasting live in the Adafruit factory. You can even hear the machines and the folks manufacturing that open source hardware that you know and love. Right now, we're going to do a little uh, video chat with a visitor, a guest, and a much admired person in the Python community, Nina Ninja. You're here. Tell us about us and how to pronounce your last name. Hi, I'm Nina Zakarenko. I'm a software engineer and Pythonista based out of Portland, Oregon. Wow, and you're working at Microsoft now. I am. And yeah. okay, so here and here's your deets. Uh, so you're Pythonista, you're a speaker, you're a purple snake, which I, I agree with. Um, so you are a, a Python developer and now a Python evangelist. That's right. Um, I would consider myself more of an advocate, okay. and I've been doing engineering work for almost a decade now. Uh, but I've been doing community work on the side for the past four, maybe five years. So last year I decided to switch things up a little bit and start a uh, role in advocacy. Okay. And you used to be doing uh, Python IoT development? Because I was just looking at some of your... Python web development. Web development. Okay. Yeah. But you're now... What, what are you most interested in now, especially in Python? What do you... What are the... Because Python, Python does so much. What are you excited about? Um, I'm excited about all of the features in Python 3 that okay. are coming. I wonder, you know, is there like a like some sort of countdown of like when Python 2 will be discontinued and then everyone has to use Python 3? Yeah, so when is that? January 1st, 2020. That's coming up real soon. Yeah. How many days away is that? Uh, thanks to this handy Python 2.7 countdown timer that I built on yeah. the iPortal, I know it's exactly 186 days, 10 hours, and 15 minutes. So if you want to keep running Python 2.7 scripts and, and feel good and confident about it, yeah. This is how long you have, so enjoy it. And then what if this clashes with my uh, drapes? Yeah, with, this, your, this with design. your pink hair. With my pink hair, it's a little too blue. What, I want a different color. How do I how do I change that up? Yeah, so when I first got the Pi Portal, I was really excited about the touchscreen capabilities. So um, there's a Python 2.7 countdown timer, I believe on pythoncountdown.org. Yeah. But it's very, you know, kind of academic. It's very dry, and I wanted something a little bit snazzy. more fun. Yeah, yeah. Snazzy. Yeah, snazzy. Snazzy. Um, and so for the one that I built, I put in a few themes so you can match your mood. Let's take a look at that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. A plain theme. Oh, space theme. Space theme, yeah. Space theme. I kind of like yeah. cyber theme here. It's this kind one of kind of theme. matches our hair. Yeah, that one's nice. Yeah. Different. different. There's got different fonts. And a very plain one. Yeah. Kind of boxy. This is very, uh, ooh, pie game. Yeah, it's, it's like a snack. Game. Snack? Yeah. You had a lot of fun converting all these fonts, I can tell us. <laughs> a good time. Uh, so you, you're excited about the Python 2 countdown, and, and you are you spending a lot of your time kind of convincing people, hey, Python 2 is over, Python 3 is the way? Well, uh, believe it or not, Python 3 is about 10 I years know. <laughs> it's the new thing that's been yeah. around for a decade. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so this moment is kind of really exciting. It's been coming for a long time, and there's been a lot of resistance, but now all of the major libraries have I think now that NumPy, once NumPy kind of moved over, everyone's yeah. like, guys, you get it. It's Django over. and yeah. all the other big packages. Py, PyQt, yeah, mm -hmm. they're all they're all moved over. So yeah, we, we still are still seeing some Python 2 holdouts, but yeah. I've converted plenty to Python 3. It's not too bad. Yeah, and if you use kind of the latest and greatest, you know, Python 3.7 has f-strings. There's all sorts of good stuff going on. There's, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm digging it. There's like async people are excited about. Mm -hmm. um, CircuitPython, which is what the, the Pi Portal is based on, is 3.4. Mm -hmm. But I think it'll probably slowly but surely catch up to 3.5, 3.6, and 3.7. I hope so. Um, so, 
you know, the, the first place we saw you was you gave a talk and you had these amazing earrings, which you're actually wearing now. I am. And you posted this photo and I was like, oh my goodness, that's a Gemma. Tell, tell us about this earring. Why did you build this and what event were you at when you displayed this? Yeah, so I built these actually a few years ago based on a tutorial by Becky Stern. Okay. Um, but I wanted more LEDs and kind of more bling more. And, and more, you know, sequins. It looks so splendid. But it was, uh, it was one of the first kind of microcontroller-based projects that I built and also the very first one that I upgraded to Circuit Python. Had you ever done microcontroller projects before? Um, yeah, I kind of more for fun. I, I really like wearables and, yeah. you know, taking LEDs and just decking myself out in them. I love costuming. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go to Burning Man, for example, these are great earrings to wear. So you look fashionable and stay safe. Yeah. Uh, so how, you know, you've used now, um, yeah, you're looking at more photos of you, looking looking snazzy with your <laughs> earrings. And why do you, why are you showing off these earrings on stage? Why? I mean, obviously they look amazing and fabulous, but why do you think the developers who are in the audience are interested in this? Yeah, so I spoke at a conference called All Things Open last year, and I did a, a keynote about five things you didn't know Python could do. And I feel like a lot of people out there don't know that you know Python or Circuit Python runs on these little embedded devices. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is not entirely what I do for work. It's just a hobby, and I really wanted to share my hobby projects. And I had no idea the amount of interest that I would receive in them. You know, people are just so excited. When they find out that my earrings run Python, like people just, you know, they lost. They're like, it. They what does that mean? It. Yeah, because yeah. it is like a little mind blowing. Because yeah. it's like, no, it's really a Python interpreter. It's running there. You can log into it. And um, so, you know, what what inspired you? Did you just see? Like, how did you get this idea? Of, like, you saw this project from Becky, and there was probably an Arduino. And then, how did you decide? Okay, I'm going to build this in Circuit Python. Like, what was your thought process there? Because I'm always interested in how people their first experience, how they get introduced. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna turn these off. You should off. turn those off, because they're, they're probably heavy and bright. They're not, no, they're actually not heavy they're at not. all. Okay. I've worn them for a few hours at a time. Yeah? Now. Okay, yeah. My, ears are, my ears are so tender. Um, but I, I've been doing Python, so I started my career out doing enterprise Java development mm -hmm. uh, over a decade ago, and I worked on some really uh, dry and boring applications, so I started out working in finance. I worked at HBO writing Java software for satellite control computers. It's so, is, isn't it true? Like all like space stuff is in like like embedded Java. Yeah. I think it's the memory management, right? Why is it, um, why is it? It's just, you know, enterprise Java. It's kind of, at the time, it was the language a lot of people were coming out of school with. And yeah. just, you know. No, I learned Java in school too. Yeah. Tragic swing. <laughs> yes, I did a lot I of know. swing. I know, yeah. it's, I'm like, but you know, Python is so much more enjoyable, which is yeah. why I moved over to Python. So is that the same reason, or what, 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 what made you do the leap? Yeah, actually, so um, seven years ago, I was working at a Java shop, and they had started using some Python for their backend APIs and for scripting. Um, and I wrote some Python. I was like, wow, what is wow. this? Wow, yeah. I can actually do something in 10 lines of code. Yeah. <laughs> like um, and that year, I went to PyCon US. It okay. was, I didn't know that tech conferences were fun. I didn't really know much about open source. And I was kind of you know, afraid of the experience. I thought I was going to show up. Everyone was going to make fun of me for being a noob and not knowing Python. And doing Java. Yeah, you know, it's just like, it. like a big brand of like yeah. the Duke logo on Java. your forehead. And you're <laughs> right. just like, why, what is this triangle with a red dot on it? I don't know. 
but I showed up and I mean the community was just so welcoming. People were really excited that I was there. Folks were excited to teach me. You know, nobody made fun of me. And I realized right then and there that I've never I loved... seen anybody make fun of anybody doing Python. That's know, a good thing. The Python community is so amazing, and I wanted to do more of it. And so I just decided to switch up my career, switch up what I was doing, um, and I've been doing Python ever since. You came back and you're like, I am not getting any more Java. Yeah, and that's that's what happens. It's true. It's true. Once people once people go Python, they don't go back. Right. Uh, okay. So that was seven years ago. So then you start doing Python in industry, mm -hmm. and then you start being. I think it sounds this, this experience you had at PyCon was so good that you're like, I want to be part of this community. Yeah. You said you're doing more community advocacy now. Yeah. Uh, you know, not only do I want to be part of the community, I also want to pay it forward and you know interest and engage other people like they did for me. Okay. Um, all right, so we have some questions that I want to get to. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you've done these beautiful earrings. You've done this amazing Python count countdown, which in 186 days you'll have to <laughs> figure out some other project to do, maybe the Python 4 countdown. I don't know. What uh, what other uh, projects are you looking to build? What are you working on right now? What do you what do you want to get working on this summer? Yeah, so I, I always have a lot of projects in my pipeline. They don't yeah. always get finished. No, that's um, how you have to. Yeah, uh, but never bored. That the thing I'm excited about working on, so I I got a Pi badge. Okay. And I'm going to be working on a Expover indicator for my Pi badge. Ex Expover? Expover. So Expover? A lot of people wouldn't oh, guess this like about me. Extrovert versus expovert. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I think it's like this is like a machine learning thing, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Like, I'm very introverted, but I go yeah. to a lot of conferences and I love talking to people, but you know, sometimes I just hit a wall. So I'm I'm extroverted at conferences. Ah, expovert. okay, got it. So you're an expovert. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think it's part of it is, you know, when you're at an expo, maybe you're extroverted because you're like, I feel like these people understand my excitement. Yeah. You're like, you're like, I'm always excited about this thing, but most people honestly don't care. But here yeah. they care. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to work on a project with that. Yeah, because, you know, I love talking to people, but eventually I just kind of hit a wall and I need some introvert time and yeah. alone time to recharge. Go to the hotel room. Yeah. Have a watch, break. Watch TV. Um, and so I want to use my Pi badge along with uh, LED uh, lanyard, kind yeah. of based on a project that one of my coworkers did. His name is Tommy Faldo. Okay. Uh, that's gonna kind of display if I'm interested in chatting right now or not. So maybe yeah. you know, red Pi badge and red lanyard means you know, not right now. I need some space. Great. We'll also tell you, be like, hey, I've heard a lot of loud noises in the last few hours. I think you're gonna start wearing down. Yeah. Take a break. Yeah. Have you had any quiet time lately? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We should put a microphone on there and it'll, it'll, not listening to recording, just yeah. seeing how loud it is, because definitely, yeah, loud sounds make me tired. So I'm pretty excited about that. And then uh, okay. a medium I've liked working with lately is with rhinestones and mm. LEDs. So I have some interesting jewelry that I want to make in the pipeline with individually addressable LEDs and some circuit python. Yeah, and put those those cool jewels on top. They give them that extra sparkle, which is nice, especially when they're next to LEDs that are lit, lit up and it bounces off. It looks so good. So, okay, so you got these, you got uh, this pie badge coming up, you got more rhinestone stuff going on, um, and then uh, so, are there any other projects working on that are not just Circuit Python related? Because you, it's fair, you can tell me you're doing embedded Java. That's cool. I'm, I'm understanding. I, I have a few things. In okay. Well, we'll. I'm sure you'll, you'll post them up and tweet them, and yeah. we'll see them. 
Um, so, you know, here we uh, do a lot of the development of CircuitPython. It's a community effort. Mm -hmm. We're not the only ones writing CircuitPython code. We have uh, dozens of contributors, um, all of whom are raising, and you've contributed uh, example code that we've merged in. And um, at PyCon, I think you also contributed some code, so that's good. Oh, sorry. Um, so, what, do you have any ideas or suggestions for us on CircuitPython? Yeah. What um, do you want to see? I want to see it faster. I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's faster now. The Sandy 51 is faster. But we're also looking at more chips. So speed. Yeah. What else? Um, I would love to see some improvements like F-strings. Yeah, that's so that's three seven. Three seven. I yeah. know. I'm. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm like a C-strings lady, so I'm still like, I'm not even using format. I'm like percent S, percent D, and I'm sure people are terrified by it, but I don't know. I'm yeah. just used to that. I grew up with those. and. So for I those know. who don't know, F-strings allow you to put in special control characters right into your string, and then you can put an expression or just a variable name in between them. So Ugh. no percent, no dot format. I feel like it's, you know, it's also a lot easier for beginners to grasp. Yeah, a little bit like, like bash scripting a little bit. Mm -hmm. you, know, they can insert, you can kind of insert things wherever you want. I haven't used F-strings myself, but it sounds like I should. Try so it's a 3.7, I'll, tr I'll try that out, I'll upgrade my machine. Um, so okay, so catching up to 3.7, faster. Third request, you get three. Ooh, it's like a genie. <laughs> is it like a monkey's paw? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's faster, but you can only type one character. I don't know. I, um, what else? Hmm. Maybe some uh, some more libraries. Libraries? Okay, we got 150 libraries so far, but more is better. Yeah. I know we're working on an MQTT library right now, so it'll be handy for IoT projects. Uh, we've got the Turtle library that we're working on porting. Nice. I, don't know if you, I don't know if you've used Turtle before. Um, no. Some Pythonistas are like really into Turtle, and some of them are like, I have no idea. So it's like built in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like a logo-esque language. So we have that for display on CircuitPython. So I, would, I would love to play GIFs from Python. Yeah, that's it's possible. We have done that in Arduino. Mm -hmm. So I definitely have the code for it. I think we have to figure out like how do we, we do insert that in. But I think that that's something I'd like to see too, Yeah, is the ability to play animations. Because you can do audio, but then how do you make animated? And animated GIFs solve a lot of problems, I've determined. Yeah, but but more GIFs are more better. Yes, more GIFs are more better, especially like good memes. Yes. Uh, the best memes, only the best memes. Um, okay, so um, uh, you are giving a ton of talks. You gave a talk at PyCon, mm -hmm. and you gave it this talk, five things you didn't know about Python. That was recently a video. Uh, la uh, I gave that talk last year, and then yeah, I released a, a short video with a coworker okay. this year. Okay, good. Because uh, I was just, I just saw them. I'm going to watch it this weekend. Where else are you speaking coming up? And how else can people see talks that you're doing? Yeah, so I'm uh, next month I'm speaking at OzCon. It's a big open source conference okay. in Portland in July. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. I spoke at OzCon. Yeah, a long time ago. I, I've actually, I've never been or spoken there. So I'm excited. It's a, kind of a beautiful city. Yeah. But I've had fun at OzCon, yeah. So okay. I have OSCON coming up. I'm speaking at PyCon Australia in this August. Is, this is here. Yeah. Here. Sorry. Um, and I'm excited to give a brand new talk. I've been wanting to uh, teach people about debuggers and PDB and Ooh, other Ooh, I never use PDB. That sounds really exciting. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm really thrilled about giving this talk. And then I also just accepted a speaking slot at DjangoCon. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I went last year. Uh, it was it was really fun. It's in beautiful sunny San Diego. So you're you're and this is part of you as like a Microsoft uh, Python advocate. Uh, yeah, it's, it's about me. yourself and and I mean is it I'm I'm assuming that it, I'm seeing Microsoft do so much more with Python yeah. lately, and you're part of that. Yeah. So you know, my goal when I go to conferences is to 
kind of meet folks who are using our tools and services um, and make sure that the feedback that they're giving and their you know wish list makes it they get three the wishes remember yeah. no, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, and so what why is Microsoft so excited about uh, what are they doing with Python at Microsoft yeah so um, just how I love Python you know it's it's just kind of becoming the smashing success it's great for education it's uh, really kind of it's a language that's becoming one of the most popular in the world and it also has really high satisfaction ratings so developers who do mm. use Python they interesting love it. I didn't even think about that it's true there's like there's a language and people use it but do they like using yeah. it and so there's a lot going on with Python at Microsoft. I think my favorite thing is the Python extension for VS Code. Okay. Yeah. So VS Code is a lightweight editor. It's uh, fully open source. People are loving it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm seeing there's more activity going on with CircuitPython as well. So there's definitely Python support. Mm -hmm. And uh, having, you know, especially when you want it, because it's white space sensitive language, that's the one thing you got to watch out for. Um, having an editor that understands that and helps you yeah. is key. Yeah. So there's, you know, you can set up your linters, you can set up your formatters, but what I really like about it is um, it's pretty plain. You know, you mm. don't have to set up those things if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, the power in VS Code comes from extensions that you can kind of add on what you need and it doesn't become, you know, this big kind of slow piece of bloatware. Yeah, and so you think Microsoft is looking at, you know, because Microsoft had a, has, a, has a long history with uh, C Sharp, for yes. example. So how do you see, you personally, how do you see that interfacing with Python? Like what's the, what's the connection there? What do you think each are good for? Yeah, so I think there's this kind of understanding that each developer community is different, right? And they have different needs and different wants in terms of um, not just their, the tooling, but the products that they want to use and interface with. Um, so I think that's where we have a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, yeah, they both, they both solve different issues, I think. If you're you need something on really fast and really native, C Sharp's where it's at. But if you're prototyping, developing, or you're making a more complicated application, that maybe speed is not like the number one most important thing usability is. Yeah. That's where I would reach for Python for sure. Yeah, and there are a lot of companies like Dropbox who um, they base their success on Python. You know, if it was I remember, it was Python. like the original app was like it was Python. I'm like, yeah. this is crazy that you're able to do this, but it worked great. And yeah. I think they were able to iterate so fast mm -hmm. because it was in Python. So there's also you mentioned VS Code, and I know that there's a survey about using Circuit Python, and also there's some activity happening this summer. Tell us about that because I think people watching are interested. Yeah, so we have a group of amazing interns in Vancouver at okay. the Microsoft Garage. And they're, um, I can't tell you too much about it, but they're in the process Secret. of... Uh, Secret Garage? Secret Garage, yeah. Of, of uh, working on a VS Code extension that's going to make working with uh, CircuitPython and Adafruit devices a lot easier. I think also, you know, other Python and hardware devices too. Not yeah. CircuitPython, yes, but we're starting to see more and more uh, embedded uh, hardware makers are starting to add Python on hardware, whether it's MicroPython or um, Xerinth or XB, whatever it is. The, you know, there's, I know there's so many different uh, kinds of, of embedded Python now, which is great. I yeah. mean, Python's open source. You can port it to other platforms. And the interns are so excited about their project. Oh, okay. That's the best part. Well, you got the Circuit Playground Expresses, right? So they're, they're all, they're all yeah. really, they know what they're, they're going to be building. Um, okay, so... Um, people are watching they're probably like wow you you are like an expert at python let's say they want to learn python where i know this is a kind of dumb question but like, how do they learn where would they go to learn about python 
Yeah, so just this year I released a series of two screencasts that I taught. Um, I put a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of love into these. They're available at uh, nina.2 slash courses. Okay. And they're two full day courses. You you can watch them uh, by subscription. Okay. So that's where you kind of get the video and everything is laid out chapter by chapter. And I've gotten a lot of really great feedback about it. But I also, you know, I put so much time and effort into the course material that I wanted to give back to the community. So all of the course material, all of the exercises, that's all on GitHub and it's available for free at learnpython.dev. Okay, so you can go to learnpython.dev if you are like, look, I just, I just want to read this text and I'll follow along and I'm a DIYer mm -hmm. at heart. But if you want to watch these carefully crafted videos that take you through it, and some people learn visually, yeah. and they like it when a person is explaining stuff, they can check out the front-end master's intermediate and beginner Python series. Mm -hmm. What about experts? Do you, have, do you have any suggestions for experts or pros? Yeah, um, there are quite a few really great books that are available. Raymond Hedinger is okay. a great resource, so he has uh, books and screencasts as well for kind of the more advanced Python audience. Okay. So everyone, well, is there any other, you've been like making so much media, is there any other media that you're making? You do talks, you do lessons, Yeah. anything else? I, I blog occasionally at nnja.io. Okay. Yeah, so that's where I'm going to be posting all of the code and the resources for this Python 2.7 countdown timer. I know, you have 186 days and then five hours to get it going. Also, you have a Twitter yeah. account, people can subscribe to that. I tweet too much, probably. That's okay, <laughs> tweet all you like. It's yeah, great. please follow me. Um, I'm on Twitter at NNJA. That's also my GitHub. Okay. And then, you know, here, this is what people are probably uh, watching and they're like, wow, what you're doing is amazing. I want to help you. Yeah. How can they help you? What's, what's, what, are people, what can people do to help you and the developer community? Yeah, I would love to get folks um, idea for improvements on this Python 2.7 countdown timer. I think some of the code that I wrote for it around theming, you know, each, um, each theme has a different background, each one has a different um, font, it has a different font color and different, you know, placement So you want people to sub submit their own? Yeah, they can okay. submit their own themes or maybe give me ideas for pulling out the theming component into its own library. Interesting, yeah, yeah we do skinning. Yeah. We're basically back to Winamp. Yes. Right? Okay, well, you definitely whipped the llama's ass. No question. Um, and uh, is there any anything else I should ask you? Anything else you want to tell people about? We've told people to go to your talks, check out your speeches and workshops. Yeah. And events. You're really busy. <laughs> I am really busy. Um, there is one other thing I okay. wanted to shout out. Good. Um, so I have been, you know, doing conference talks for the past uh, few years, and recently, this past year, I wrote a, I kind of accidentally wrote a book on how to give conference talks. Oh, right. Sorry, I forgot to ask you about that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I wrote this really um, kind of all-encompassing seven-part series on, you know, how to pick a conference, how to submit a proposal, what you know, tooling I use to put my. A lot talks of people together. are scared of it. They're like, yeah. it, you know, you know, like I, I don't know what to do, and like, what if I'm my talks not good enough in it? And it's tough because you know you might be rejected the first time. And yeah. It's not a rejection of you. It's just like there's a lot of really good talks. They may not be able to fit you in. Yeah. Um, but you should keep trying. Yeah, rejection is scary, but I'm a firm believer that anybody who's interested in technology has is capable of giving a captivating conference talk. There's no there's no class that you and I no. took and giving talks. No. It's just practice. And also, there's local small events 
that are good to practice with. There's always meetups yeah. um, that will, you know, you can pretty much just get up on stage and they'll be like, sure, you know, here you go, here's the pointer. Um, and that's a good way to get practice with doing talks before you maybe submit to a bigger like national conference, which yeah. I think a lot of people want to do that maybe, but it's, it's a bit much. It's a little scary, but you know, a lot of people think, well, all the topics have been covered. I don't have anything to say. But I think your, you know, your story, how you learned something, what mistakes you made along the way, you know, that's kind of the most interesting part of a tech talk. So I think yeah. everyone has something to submit. The series that I wrote is on Nina two slash talks. That's where you can find. Is it testandcode.com forty four? Is it different? Uh, but um, I spoke with Brian Oaken on his Test and Code podcast okay. about it too, so Sorry. you can catch that as well. All right. Um, we want to show all the URLs we put in this video. Yeah, but you know, I I just I really want to see more beginners in the space. I really want to see more people kind of come out and do it, even though it's scary. And I, you know, I'm not a natural at it. Yeah. My first my first lightning talk was so bad. My friends, you know, kind of pushed me into doing it. I didn't want to. I yeah. was so afraid that I was just shaking the whole time. And uh, it was just five minutes, and I did it. I went to take off the microphone. It got stuck in my hair. Oh my so god! Just standing there, like, ah. sweating, <laughs> you know, like panicking. Like I want to run away, but I can't. I'm wired. Um, and I, I actually put up a video of that in my in the blog post that I wrote, just to be like, you know, I, I've gotten better at it because I've practiced for five years. I am not a natural. I was not always good. People at can it. watch the first interview I ever did, and it was so. <laughs> It's so cringeworthy. Yeah. I can't even really watch it. My voice was shaking, like it was so bad. Um, but I, but I've gotten better, and I wrote up all these tips. You know, they're all mistakes that I have made. Okay. So that you Good. know, the readers don't have to make the same mistakes. They can come up with new and creative ways to fail on their own. Interesting. So you're approaching it sort of like as a as a developer, not as like, hey, this is there's actually step by step methods to debugging this. Yeah. And and practicing it, it doesn't. It's not like oh, either you have it or you don't. Right. Right. Which is not very helpful. Yeah. I wanted to take some of the mystery out of it. Okay. You know, what's the process? Or I my process. There's no more beginners than experts. Yes. So. There's definitely an audience if you want to give talks to beginners because you're a beginner that's yeah. probably fine one of my misconceptions you know when i first started doing tech talks i'm like everyone in the room is going to know more than me and i'm going to say the wrong thing and they're all going to laugh at me but no. No. and like someone's going to raise their hand they're like you're wrong i mean sometimes <laughs> that person is there i know that's true um but th but that's not the whole audience you know the people wouldn't be in that room if they don't want to see you and they were interested in your topic true True. They are on your side. They yeah. are your. They are your advocates, not your adversaries. Um, okay. So with that, I want to tell people: don't forget to check out uh, her blog, her Twitter, her talks, her courses, uh, and all the events that you're about to go to in Australia and in Oscon PyCon uh, AU. Yeah. And sorry, PyCon AU coming up. Uh, Oscon in Portland. Yes. And I'm sure we'll see you at PyCon next year, wherever 100%. U.S. wherever it may be. It's going to be my eighth in a row. And it's going to be in Pittsburgh. Okay, cool. Well, that's not yeah. too far from here. Maybe we'll go. Maybe uh, we'll see you there. Yay! Well, yeah, we'll, we'll be prepared, crew. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. And I'd like to thank Nina for coming by and visiting and doing this uh, video cast with us. Uh, so check out her stuff. And if you haven't tried Python before, it's an amazing language. And we're here to be developer advocates for you to check it out. It's better than Java. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Bye, everybody.